Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Rick Dayton taking you through a Tuesday afternoon. And perhaps if you were flipping through, you saw some stories that were online that were talking about how sense of smell and Familiar scents may bring things back to you, and familiar scents may unlock memories for people in depression. Could smell therapy help patients? That was a headline, for instance, on NBC News, on its website today. That national news is based on research that's done here at the University of Pittsburgh and its work through the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine Research and UPMC Social Work that was just published today in the Journal American Medical Association Network Open. We are joined now by Dr. Kimberly Young, who is a neuroscience researcher, excuse me, who is a big part of that study. Dr. Young, it is wonderful to have you here. Congratulations on the publication. Thank you, and thank you so much for having me today. So when you were going through your training, at what point did you start to look at autobiographical details of people, and and how did that play into this study involving sense of smell? So I started out uh, in graduate school really interested in memory and how memory works and how memory doesn't work. And in depressed patients, memory doesn't work. A lot of the times, individuals with depression will have trouble recalling specific events from their life. And so I was interested in looking at what was going on in their brains while they were recalling these memories, and if there was a reason that neurally we could explain why they weren't recalling these memories. And so uh, I did a lot of early research just characterizing what the brain looks like when people are recalling memories, um, both healthy individuals and patients with depression. And we found that depressed patients weren't really bringing on their amygdala when they were called memories, which is this little area of the brain that helps respond to important environmental stimuli. So if something's important, your amygdala is going to res- make sure you pay attention and respond. Isn't to that it. sort of the old fight or flight part of the brain? I mean, that basically says, do we stick around or do we take off to protect ourselves? So that's that's a very old view of it, but yes, it is involved in the fight or flight. But it, it respond. It's more than that. It doesn't just respond to these negative things. It responds to the positive things as well to tell mm. us if we want to approach it. So then, does the depressed mind not work because it is blocking out some of the positive memories and only focusing on the negative, or is there something more to it there that blocks everything? So it's 
seems as though there's something that blocks everything. Patients with depression have trouble recalling both positive and negative memories. Uh, and it seems that there, that this region is particularly important. And I realized that there's a direct connection between the olfactory bulb and the amygdala. Uh, and so that led me to question whether or not we could get specific memories, we could improve memory recall in depression if we used odors, because all of the studies previously that have shown these, these problems with memory recall have used words. So you're saying rather than putting a word down and say this triggers something if you see the word school bus, if you allow them to smell coffee, that may take them back there even if they have repressed that memory? Yeah, so that and that's what's really exciting about this is that a lot of a lot of it has been um, interpreted as well. Depressed patients just don't have memories; they don't have access to these memories. There's something wrong that they're not really um, encoding them or, or putting them down. And this study suggests that's not true; that they they do have these memories. They just have trouble accessing them. And so, by using odors, we're able to get them to recall these memories that they wouldn't otherwise be recalling. Had anyone looked at this before? I mean, we've long known that the power of scent to trigger a memory has been well documented, but had anybody ever looked at it in depressed patients before? No, and that was really surprising to me when I, because I've spent a decade studying this, this deficit in depression, and when I realized that everything was word cues and nobody actually looked at what odors could do, I was very surprised. Dealing with this research of Dr. Kimberly Young and a team of researchers at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine and the UPMC social workers, they are looking at uh, patients who are dealing with depression and triggers that can come in place because of the sense of smell. How can you take this research that now has been published and turn it into something on the clinical side? What happens next? Or is there more research that has to be done first? So there's definitely more research that has to be done first. And our next step is to do this study in an MRI scanner so we can look at the brain and we can actually confirm that the amygdala is playing this important role. But it does have implication for current therapies. There are therapies out there, uh, specifically memory specificity training, where they have uh, patients practice recalling very specific memories mm -hmm. and they use word cues. And so this suggests that it might be a more powerful intervention to have them practice recalling memories using odor cues. The key here is just letting them know and letting them feel what it's like to be able to recall a specific event. So practicing should make it easier than when they need to recall a memory for problem solving or emotion regulation to be able to do that. Why does the amygdala matter moving forward? I mean, have you learned something about this part of the brain that will be helpful for additional research? Uh, so, yes, that uh, comes from another line of research that I'm doing where we're actually doing fMRI neurofeedback uh, on the amygdala. So we put people with depression in an MRI scanner and we show them how active their amygdala is while they're recalling memories and try and get them to increase it. So that's a, it's a very high-tech, uh, expensive intervention, but it does seem to be very effective. So this gives even more support to the important role of the amygdala and suggests a way that we can stimulate it outside of the fMRI environment. So an fMRI, is that a special type of magnetic resonance imaging? 
Yes, it's okay. a functional magnetic resonance imaging. It, it lets you see how much uh, blood flow is going to your uh, different parts of your brain. Interesting. It was not a that was not a, an acronym that I knew, but I was just sort of trying to uh, uh, interpolate there, sort of where that was coming from. So, where do you go next with this research, and 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 where does this go now that it has been published? So where I go next is into the scanner. I really want to look at what what the brains of these individuals are doing when they're recalling odors. Um, I think characterizing that neurally would be uh, a very important next step, especially uh, in terms of treatment development if we are going to be targeting the amygdala. Um, Again, with this paper, I think that memory specificity therapists could take this and adjust their practice and use odor cues. I think this does support that that would be a good uh, change to some existing interventions. Help me to also understand, and I realize it's always a team of people that works on uh, research that ends up being published, but help me to understand w- sort of what was the delineation of work between the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine and also UPMC social workers? Uh, what was the role for each? Uh, so I am both a Pitt and UPMC employee, and my lab is made up of some people who are from Pitt and some people from UPMC. I see. Okay, uh, that so, makes sense then. Okay. Yeah. Perfect, so some of perfect, my students perfect. were Pitt students, and some of them were UPMC employees, and one was actually in the, is a licensed social worker. Well, we very much appreciate your explanation of this. And again, you're going to be seeing this in national publications, including you know the medical journals that are out there as well, but you're also seeing it as part of national news stories as well. More great work that's coming out of the University of Pittsburgh. We very much appreciate Dr. Kimberly Young joining us here on KDKA on the big day. Thank you, Dr. Young. Thank you. Yeah, really, really great stuff. It's just fascinating to me that so much of this work is being done here in our backyard. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 